good is God? How good is he? How good is he really? You know, um, Most of the time you have to understand that one of the things that we will do is we will apply the goodness and the things of God based off of our understanding. In other words, when I ask you how good God is, what happens somewhat subconsciously is we think of the best person that we uh, can think of, and we think that God's like that and then a little bit more. You know, uh, Most of the time, if we think of just how much God wants to bless us, we think of somebody that's been a big blessing that we have idolized in our head maybe or something like that, and then we think that God's a little bit beyond that. But that's not the way it is. When he tells us that the things of God are so good that he is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what we can ask or think, then that's telling us something. It's saying when you get to the place that you think you know how good God is, he's beyond that. And then when you get to the next place, he's beyond that. He's beyond that. Why? Because our brain is really kind of been uh, somewhat limited by the curse that was in this world. And this body is not a renewed body. We have a renewed spirit. So a lot of times our brain has a hard time processing just the goodness of God. But our spirit, if we have a renewed spirit, if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, in our spirit we discern spiritual things and God is a spirit. So if we're going to understand Him, it's not really going to happen here as much as it is in our heart and in our spirit. And so a lot of times we can understand the things of God. It's kind of like the Trinity. You know, it's one God, but there's three persons in it. My brain, even when I think about that, my brain kind of like it doesn't, it doesn't work right. But in my spirit, I know that it's true and I can understand it in my spirit, although my brain has an issue with it. Well, when we start asking the question about how good God is, it's the same way. It's that same thing. He's beyond what we can even think. It's beyond that. Now just ponder that for a moment. You know, we have a hard time believing that God is, uh, you know, eternal. How long is eternal? How long is eternity? You know, that question is invalid in itself. Because when you start trying to put a limit on it or set some boundaries, you're already out of the question. You're already messing up the question. So when you say, how good is God? The best way to say it is, He's just absolutely good. It's an absolute. Let's turn to James chapter 1 and verse 17. Welcome to Boomerang this morning. I hope that God is already pouring out in you. I know He is. Whether you're receiving it or not, that's up to you. And <laughs> but He's here, and he, His anointing is here for those things. I hope that you have opened up the valve of your heart and let Him start pouring into you already. And if you'll continue to open it up, He'll pour into you even more. But we welcome you to Boomerang. It's a house of love and prayer, living in abundance. Winning souls and making disciples for Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's that's who we are.
who we are. This is a part, see, it's going to be hard for you to walk in abundance if you don't really know how good God is, if you don't know how good He is. So this verse is very interesting. This one that I've uh, loved for a very long time. It says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the King James it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variableness nor uh, shadow of turning. So I'm blending the two in my head right now. But no shadow of turning. And I want, to, I want you to see this this morning. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. So think about your life. Think about the good things in your life. And I want you to see right off the bat that if you have something good in your life, if you have something good in your life, it came from one source, God. And if it's good in your life, it was God who put it there. And that's it. Now here's the thing. I want you to see something. If we took away all the good things out of your life, what would you be left with? Man, it'd be bad. It would be bad. If we took away all the good things, it would be bad. So everything that keeps your life livable, it's God who did that. Because if He wouldn't have given you those good and perfect gifts, your life would just be like in the dumps. There'd be nothing good there. There'd be nothing worth living for. He's good. And He wants to give you good things. Amen. Amen. Every good thing given and every perfect gift. And you just think about that. I've used this. He gave me this example years ago. But, you know, we need to get to the place where we see every good thing, like a pen. Right? Well, is, is a pen a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing. But do we need to praise God for it? Yes, we do. Have you ever tried writing a note without one? I mean, it just doesn't work too good, you know. But see, this pen, it helps me advance the kingdom. It helps me plan. It helps me do business or math. It helps me figure out things and stuff like that. But guess what? That thing didn't just appear. The wisdom of God had to be given as a gift to come up with a pen. And then he had to figure out how to manufacture it. Then you had to figure out how to distribute it, how to put them in stores. All of this stuff were all pieces of wisdom, all good gifts by the Lord so that we can come up with something that cost us less than a dollar and our lives completely changed because of that little thing. And yet it's still good. It helps us to advance the kingdom of God and live our life. What about that chair that you're sitting in? Amen. So, I mean, you know, otherwise you'd just be standing. We'd come in here and we'd stand or we'd sit on the floor, one or the other, but it wouldn't be as comfortable as that, would it? How about having this building? I mean, we were having a service a few weeks ago and it was raining cats and dogs outside. Praise God for a roof. I'm pretty happy that God's giving y'all clothes this morning right now. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. You know, that's a good gift to me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. And y'all are happy too, I promise you. (laughs) 
All of these things, these are good gifts. These are good gifts. But you know what? We overlook them a lot. Well, we should be looking around and going, Lord, thank you so much for what you've given us. What we do is, you know, if we don't get the right thing, you know, on the paycheck, or we don't get, you know, the right phone call, or we don't get the right attitude from our kids, or whatever, then all of a sudden we forget all the good things. We forget all the little things and the good and perfect gifts, and we focus on the negative. See, that's exactly what the devil wants. Do you remember when they walked on the water? What happened to Peter? It's awesome. He walked on the water. We didn't. You and I didn't. But Peter did. That's an awesome thing. But what caused him to start to sink? The same thing that will cause you to start to sink. You start looking at the wind and the waves and the storm instead of keeping your eye on Jesus. Instead of keeping your eye on the good things. What has God done? What is He doing? If God's done it, He's going to keep on doing it because His character and His nature doesn't change. He's a good God. But I do want to ask this question. It's like, what really is good? What's good and what's not? So for instance, like like the other day, I saw somebody uh, online and uh, they were talking about uh, something where you know there's a, there's a truth that's in the Word, and you know, people in our society, they constantly say something that crosses that truth and says that it's not true. And so a, a pastor got online and he was saying something about that truth, and he says, I wish people would do this. And then somebody got on there and they said, you know, they said, well, you know, it gives people comfort to talk you know, it gives people comfort basically to talk against God's Word because, you know, in other words, what they were saying is this is just a small thing and it gives people comfort. And my, my, I wrote on there, I said, it, you know, eating a piece of chocolate cake gives comfort too, but that doesn't mean it's good for you, right? So just because, you know, chocolate cake, I like chocolate cake, you know, <laughs> you might like coconut cake, you might like whatever, but just because it's good, to the flesh doesn't mean it's good to God. Amen. There's a big difference between this, and we need to understand the difference. In other words, we see this all the time uh, throughout the years at church. Somebody comes in, and uh, let's say that somebody came into the church. Man, they start getting in touch with God. Well, what's going to happen? If a church knows who God is and is releasing His goodness to people, what's going to happen in their lives? Their life is going to start to rise. The blessing of God's going to start. I've, I've watched, and Nicole and I have watched over the years, time after time, somebody comes in the door, they start, well, all they got to do in this place, in this house, they come in that door, their life is going to start to rise up. It's just, it happens. It's been happening. It's, it's not, not only do we see it here and believe it here, but we've seen it in experience for eight years. They walk in the door, their lives start to rise up. Well, the devil starts to recognize that as a pattern. First of all, what he tries to do is get them not to walk in the door. But if he can't stop them there, then what he'll start to do is he'll start to bring up reasons, the cares of the world, the distractions of the world, anything that will get them to not walk in that door anymore. Well, sometimes imagine somebody that walks in and they're making 30000 a year, right? 
And then all of a sudden, man, they start getting in here. God starts blessing them. And then all of a sudden they get an offer for a new job, 100000 a year. Is that good? Well, it, it depends. Was it from God? Or was it a trap? Was it, was it good or was it bad? Was, you know, John Bevere's got a series right now, Good or God? Because a lot, I can't, how many, we've probably seen 20 people that this has happened to. They come in, the blessings of God start overflowing. Their cup is overflowing. All of a sudden, a new job or new promotion, and they say, look what God gave me. And, but they didn't pray about it. They didn't go to their pastor and talk about it. All of a sudden, they're walking down the road and that new job, well, I can't come on Sunday anymore. Well, I can't be around my, my uh, people of God, my family of God. I can't be around them. All of a sudden, their life starts going straight back down because it wasn't God that did it. It wasn't a good gift. It was a trap. You've got to understand the difference. God can give that. This is something that I've realized is this. If... We follow the flesh. The Bible says that the flesh and the spirit, they war against each other. If we follow the flesh, the spirit goes down. But if we'll follow the spirit, the flesh will follow. See, the flesh follows where your spirit is. So if the flesh, even if for just a little time your flesh is walking in what it calls a good place, not what God calls a good place, but your flesh is comfortable in it, your flesh is, you know, you're following it, and it's going up. But your spirit goes down, your flesh will follow your spirit. And before long, you'll find uh, you don't have the job, you don't have promotion, at, at somebody there doesn't like you, before you know it, you're saying stuff you shouldn't do because you're not going to church anymore. But see, the Word says this in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Your flesh... As a Christian, your flesh is going to follow your spirit. If your spirit is moving up in God, the things in the flesh will follow the supply, the provision. It will follow where your spirit goes. If I'm heading down, if I'm not in the Word, I'm not praising God, I'm not going after God, I'm going to be constantly going down and my life will go there with it. But if I will seek Him, keep my eyes on things above, all of a sudden, see what's really good. Not just good logic. Good worldly logic. But keep my eyes on Him. All of a sudden, I can move into the places that God has for me. And it'll be awesome. And then all of a sudden, that abundance, it starts preaching. When you get up and all of a sudden you go, listen to what God did out of nowhere. God sent us some money we didn't even know we were supposed to have. We paid off a third of our debt in this week. Well, people look at that and go, man, God loves you like that? I need to get with God too. That's the way it works. It encourages them, man, I need to go after God too. I need to trust God. I need, I need to hear that word, let that word get in me so that it'll start coming out. I need to take my spirit up so that my life will follow. But see, if we're not doing that, all of a sudden, where's the testimony? Where is that? Where's the people that are going to be drawn to God by your life? We've got to understand the difference between good 
and God. God wants to give us good things. He is so good. But it's good on His terms, not good on our terms. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shifting shadow. I remember one time I was praying and I said, Lord, what in the world does that mean? Like, I don't understand that. I mean, I think I know, but I don't understand it. And what the Lord showed me, He said, this verse is a description of how good I am and how my love works with you. And He said, this is it. He said, there's no, first of all, every good gift, it only comes from one source, me. My heart and my love. That's what the Father says. He says, if it's good, really, truly good, it comes from one source, me. It comes, comes down from heaven into our lives. But then it says this, with whom there's no variation... In other words, His love and His goodness, it does not vary not one little bit. He is so good, there's no variation. You know, in, in the military, you can uh, run a course like a navigation course, right? And I remember when they were first teaching us how to do it, we would hold it like this, put our arms to the side, hold the compass like this, line up see something in a far off distance that lined up right with that degrees on the compass, and then we'd start walking, right? Try to walk straight. And if a tree was in the way or something like that, we'd, we'd sidestep it. And go on, right? But we stay on that same course. And that's how we would take so many steps. We knew how many steps it took to go a hundred meters, to go a thousand meters. We would know what our uh, uh, step count is. What's it called? Pace count. We would know what our pace count was so that we could figure out and on a map we could literally plot exactly where we had walked and how far we had walked. We would know exactly within a few meters of where we're at. But here's the thing, if I'm going several thousand meters and my degree is off by just one, just one, if I start walking down there, at first, I mean, I'm, I'm off by nothing, not even an inch. But I keep walking, they start growing. It starts growing. And by the time I get several thousand meters down range, all of a sudden, I am way off target. This is what God says. Listen, I have a target of my love. And that target is you. Amen. This is what God's saying. And in me, there's no variation. There's no variableness. And the target of my love and the target of my goodness is going to hit its target. It is going to hit you. It's going to reach you. I'm, it's never going to change. The target of my love, the target of my affection, it will never vary. It will never change. You're it. I love you. Receive it. You're going to get it. I'm never going to step off of it. That's what he's saying in a few words. Took me a lot more words. He said, look, there's no variation in it. No variation. He says, or shifting shadow, or shadow of turning. If you can imagine that that light up there, it's shining directly at me. It's shining straight at me. If I turn one degree to your left, all of a sudden, 
there's shadows that will start to form on this side. Even if I do you know, a tenth of a degree, shadows will start to form. Even if I do a hundred or a thousand, if it's not 100% pure in line, then shadows of turning will start to form on my face. What God is saying is, I'm shining my love on you. I have a target. You are the target of my love. You are the target of my goodness. You are the target of everything that I have. So much so that I gave you Jesus. So much so I don't want you ever to lack. I'll be your shepherd. I'll be your restorer. I'll be a mighty God to you. I'll be a protection for you. You are my target. I'll pay whatever it takes. And it will not change. It'll never change. You're the target of my affection is what God says. You're it. I love you. And I will not miss. I will not miss. See, this verse is a description of His love, of His goodness, and just how much He loves you. Well, see, here's the thing. If He loves you so much, has anybody besides me ever felt like, well, I need to receive some of that love? Anybody ever felt like that besides me? I sure would like to receive it. If He's not missing, I feel missed. I sure feel like he missed. See, here's the thing. He doesn't just target you and then make you do what he wants. He doesn't target you like that. He's not going to come in and run your life. A few months ago, J.D. was praying and the Lord spoke to him. I love, I love it. I've used it ever since. And I said, that's good stuff right there. He was talking to the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him. He said, I do not want to control you. He said, if I wanted to control you, I would have never given you choice. God didn't have to create us to have a choice. I don't want to control you. And see, that's just it. We can be the target of His love. He actually says this. He says, I wish that all men would come to repentance. I wish that all men would come to the knowledge of His salvation. But we know from Scripture that doesn't happen. In other words, we can be the target of His love, but He's not going to force His love on us. He's not going to force that love into us. Why? Because we got to choose to be loved. You ever tried to love somebody that didn't want to be loved? I mean, I just described like every teenage boy's high school years, right? <laughs> Please go out with me. Please, somebody show me some attention. Please. It doesn't feel good when people don't choose you. Stupid high school. <laughs> It doesn't feel good to God when we don't choose Him either. (laughs) The theme of this, don't be a high school girl. (laughs) That's the the new title for this message. Don't be a high school girl. Rejecting all the boys who poured their heart out for you. This would probably be different if Nicole was preaching it. (laughs) 
Don't be a high schooler. Let's just go with that. Rejecting God's love. Acting like we don't want it. <laughs> no, God, I got this. I can handle it all by myself. I wish you'd help me. You know, at home to their mom. You know, but then out in public, we're like, I got this. I, I'm, I'm doing fine. I don't need God. And then at home, we're crying in our pillow. Well, I just wish somebody would love me. God wants to love you. Get over yourself. Say yes. Say yes. <laughs> Don't be a high schooler trying to be cool. That's just it. We're trying to be cool. When we've got a God who loves us with everything, we're the target of His affection. He doesn't miss. This is the way I see it. If you can imagine coming down from heaven from the Father of lights is a pipeline of blessing. And man, it's filled up with all the gravity that it can get between heaven and here. It's ready to pour out on your life. It is ready to pour out on your life. And, but the thing is, there's a valve because He's not going to force His love into you. There's a valve right over your head. And faith and humility reaches up and opens that valve or doesn't. We can walk in the blessing or not walk in the blessing by faith and humility. But it's up to us. You see, here's what happens. We see this that says, I love you, you're the target of my love, and I don't miss. And I don't want to just give you a little bit. I want to pour it out all on you. Romans 8.32, he says, if, if he gave us his son, how in the world will he not with Jesus freely give us all things? Ephesians, I think it's 3.20, says he will do exceeding abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think. This is the description of his love, how much he wants to target you with. And yet, then we see this, every good thing and every perfect gift, and we're the target of his love. There's no variation to it. There's no shifting shadow, no shadow of turning. We are the target of his eternal affection, and yet we don't see it because we'll believe that God wanted to let that happen in my life. How could you let that happen? And we'll believe experience more than we believe what he said. Amen. We've got a report you know, from him that says, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I love you so much that I gave you my son. I'll give you so much more. And we'll, re we'll receive experience with all of its vari varying options, all of its variableness. Do you know how many variations there are to our experience? Do you know how many uh, things could be happening that we don't even know about? Because most of the time we've grown up in a world that is so focused on the flesh, we're not even beginning to pay attention to the spiritual things. And then we go around acting like we know everything that's going on and get mad at God when He's sitting there going, Just receive my love already. Check yes. I'm, I'm hitting all the guys like, if she just knew how much I loved her, she'd just check yes. All those guys are jerks. I'm the nice one. Oh, maybe that was just me. Um, just check yes. Just check yes with God. Open up the valve. See, we've got to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I want you. 
I need you in my life. I thank you. Lord, I believe that in, in Romans, we read it earlier this morning, it says that Romans uh, 3, 3 and 4, it says that, look, let God be true and every man a liar. That includes myself. If my mind or my experience or my brain is telling me something that contradicts this, then my brain and my experience needs to get thrown in the garbage and I need to believe God even more than I believe myself because trust me, I have had some jacked up moments just like y'all. And times when I wasn't thinking straight. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Just ask Nicole. Not even going to look over there. Just ask her. If you ask God, you'd be in, sitting here for a while because he knows all of it. But see, there's times where I can't trust myself. That's most of the time. But there's never a time that I can't trust God. He's always true. All of us, we can miss it. And I've got to say, all right, Lord, I humble myself to you and your promises even more than what I see or what I feel. So, Lord, I trust you. And by faith, you know, I don't feel right now like I got any blessing pouring in me. But, you know, faith without works is dead. So, Lord, your word says that I need to confess your blessing. I need to put on a garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. So I'm feeling pretty heavy right now, Lord. And I just ask you, though, your word is true. Lord, I put on praise. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. You are bringing breakthrough. You are bringing victory. Thank you. You are always leading me to triumph. Thank you. You're my healer, Lord. You are my redeemer. You are the restorer of my soul. You're my protection. I hide. I'm hidden in you. I touch the fringes of your garments and I find healing. You are so good. Every good and perfect gift is from you. There's no variance. There's no shadow of turning. All I got to do is reach up by faith and open up the valve of your blessings. And I do those things in humility, according to your word, by faith. Now, Lord, bless. I receive it in Jesus' name. And your life will change. Your life will change. He's a good God. Right now, just close your eyes. If I'm talking to you this morning and you're going, you know what, I need some of that kind of good God. I need Jesus. If today you're going, you know, I've been needing to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I need... Him to start calling the shots because my shot calling had not been that great. I need Him to call the shots. If you're making that change today, today's the day. The Holy Spirit's talking to you or you just know, I need to do that. Just raise your hand and keep it lifted while everybody's eyes are closed. Just raise your hand and say, today, Jesus, you're making the shots. You're calling the shots. From this point forward, I haven't let you just keep it raised. I see those. Amen. Amen. 
Amen, amen, amen. Keep holding them up. And you're just saying, Lord, I make a decision for you. I'm tired of making the decisions because my decisions have not been that great. But today's a new day. You're doing a new thing in me. I'm repenting, and that means I was calling the shots. I realized that was wrong. I'm sorry for it, and I'm turning the other direction. I receive you. And just have everybody pray this with me. Just say, Father, Father, I see see. and I believe believe. that you are a good God. God. And I am the target target of that goodness. goodness. And you do not miss. And you do not not search for another target. target. Your Your love is set pure on me. And it never turns. And I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. That means He saves me and I listen to Him. I don't call my own shots. He's the director from this point forward. I believe He died for me. After he took my sins on him. And I believe that the Father brought him back to life because of his righteousness. And I receive his righteousness right now. And when he raised Jesus up, he raised me up too. Just let that sit. You are no longer in that grave. You are no longer in that pit. You are raised up. And the word says in Ephesians chapter 2, you are seated with him in heavenly places at this very moment. You're not operating from a position of a beat down person on the earth. You are operating from a position of authority seated at the right hand of the Father with everything under your feet. He's a good God. The blessings are pouring out. The blessings will not stop. I will continue to walk in humility. I will continue to walk in faith. Lord, I just ask right now and I speak it, I declare it in the name of Jesus. Solutions be in every life in Jesus' name. Solutions of God Be now in Jesus' name. Father, we receive that. Just say this with me. Just say, Father, Father, I receive receive every solution solution for my life life as met met right now now. in Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.